Hey everyone, and welcome back to In It For The Long Haul. I'm Lexi. And I'm Zeke. And today we have The Rachel Show. Oh my gosh. My first impression, Rose, is that Rachel sucks. No. My first impression, Rose, is that, um, you know, I think that we've known this for a while, but I think it's official, official. The show is no longer about finding love, and it's about uh, the producers creating the most ridiculous and dramatic situations ever. Do you think that they have a bingo board where they earn points depending on what type of drama they've got going? Like, they've got their own Rose League, you Yeah, know? it's called Nielsen. Is that a consulting firm? That it's the it's the ratings, Nielsen ratings. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's their bingo. I board. wonder what the ratings have been like this season. I just can't imagine very good. It's like we don't actually know what's happening between the girls and the guys because we're just hearing about how um, insecure or upset either of them are. Mostly Rachel. Yeah, and you know when Rachel's having a good time, then it's Gabby. They're just they're tag teaming on the good bad. You can't. They just. I guess they've decided that only one of them can be happy at once. Yeah, I mean it's like when my little sister was born. <laughs> <laughs> Either I get the attention or she does, but we certainly can't share. That seems like a toxic family environment. <laughs> I don't know. We grew out of it. We grew out of it. Yeah. But I don't know if there's enough time in this season for Gabby and Rachel to make the same growth that my sister and I did. Mm, yeah, there's really not much time at all. No? And the situation doesn't develop either. My first impression, Rose, is that I just want to issue a formal apology to all of oh, our yeah. listeners <laughs> who spent many minutes hearing me gush over Hayden and his yeah. dimples and his smile and his charm because turns out Hayden is rough around the edges. Ooh, got him. Oh, Hayden just really tanked. And it started from the very beginning of the episode. The first scene we see is Hayden sitting and just saying these awful things comparing his ex to Gabby and Rachel saying that they don't hold a, a finger to her or whatever. Um, hold a candle. Candle, candle, yeah, hold yeah. a candle. And, you know, using the B word to describe one or both of them, just thinking that they're crazy for being offended about his use of rough around the edges. It's just like, do they not know by now that the whole mansion is miked? Like, why are you saying these things? Number one. Number two, if you really believe these things, why are you still here? Your intentions clearly are not pure. Yeah. <laughs> and three, those yeah. are awful things to say about women. Yeah. And like, it's one thing to like say them when you think that you, you know, if it's just like a retrospective and you're just talking to like the production, but you're like saying them to other cast members. Like, have you not watched the show before? Like, especially someone with nothing to lose, like Meatball. Uh, who's clearly not going anywhere, who's maybe even there specifically just to be a snitch. Um, you know, that would be smart if Rachel brought him back and was like, hey, I'll bring you back, but you've got to give me the tea about what's going on with the guys. Yeah, I mean, at that point, would that, I mean, I guess that would make her more likely to trust him if she specifically commissions him for this. Or, yeah, probably. Or maybe he 
And that might incentivize him to like create drama since that's what he thinks his purpose is. Mm, I don't know. That's true. I don't know. It could be. But yeah, either way, Hayden is bad news. Um, and it's pretty clear that, that Meatball is not about it and that this is going to be, you know, the thing that cancels the cocktail party at the end of this episode. Um, but we've got a lot to do before that. Um, specifically, Flight of France. But not all together. Right. We've got Gabby and Rachel on a flight. And then we've got Tino and Jason on a flight since they were announced to be the two one-on-ones. In Paris. And then an hour later, the rest of the men, it seems like they could just fly with Jason and Tino. And then as soon as everybody gets to Paris, they can split off. Like, man, the carbon emissions in this situation high well they've got to fly the whole crew too and there's probably a lot of people yeah but it seems like they still have plenty of room on one plane to do it all together taking tino and jason off the flight is not gonna make a difference here's the thing do you think that what they tell us about the flight itineraries is real no they all go together i hope not because this is just not environmental yeah (laughs) maybe but um we are getting bachelor cruise edition so they have um unclear i I mean probably there's other people on board they've probably just rented out like a couple of the decks maybe um no because i think during the the, no there's no way yes there's no way and also during the boxing there's a bunch of people there that were not men Mm, that were there so I, i think i think that there's other people there they're just like not out on the decks ever so catch this i don't know so the people that I lived with in D.C. for a summer, oh. they run celebrity cruises. Oh, you're right. And that organization doesn't have any actual cruise ships. They just contract with the big cruise lines and fill the cruise with celebrities and then charge the um, guests. And so this might be kind of a celebrity cruise. Like oh. the the poll is come cruise and cast members from The Bachelorette will be on the ship you have to follow certain rules but you get to be a part of some pretty cool experiences and you get to go to these really good ports so yeah that's true it's a pretty sweet gig and for virgin major advertising opportunity seeing as the cruising industry needs a little bit of revitalization so yeah i'm almost surprised that they didn't do something like this for one of the COVID seasons where yeah. they, instead of like going to resort, like the cruise ships need, but I mean the resorts, everyone needed something to happen there. So yeah. I guess it didn't matter a ton, but that could have been fun. Like, well, just you, have the whole season on a cruise ship. But it's hard to get cruise ship staff. That's true. Um, we don't have to have that many. You should have a few. And then like, I don't know, but I guess maybe you need people like for maintenance and stuff. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, so it's. It, did it seem to you like this was a brand new cruise ship? I, I feel like that's what they were saying. And maybe this is them like showing it off. It's it's an virgin ah. voyage. Um, but yeah, so all of the all the men except for Tino and Jason uh, go right to the cruise ship. Um, and but Tino and Jason have one on one one on one dates, sort of two on two at parts. Uh, but mostly one-on-one dates to go on with the girls in Paris. Um, it, they are just really like blowing through, like just rushing through this stuff. We're not getting a lot. 
There was like a moment of eating chocolate covered strawberries, maybe. I don't um, think Tino and Rachel talked for the first like two cuts to their date. It wasn't until right. they got into the crepe shop where they were making crepes where we actually saw them oh, say any. Crepes? Yeah. Oh, I got up and was like not watching for like oh. two minutes, I think, during this. So I was well, doing something else. That's the that's the first time that they say anything to each other that mm. we can see. And it's still, you know, not deep in any way. They're just talking about how fun it is to make crepes. So right. they're just doing like Paris stuff. Um, I think Gabby Paris and, stuff. <laughs> Gabby and Jason try on some hats, some berets, and I think Gabby thinks that she looks really funny. Uh, I don't know. Gabby's funny. And it's, it's just yeah, such oh, a different is. dynamic between her and Rachel. Like Rachel and Tino aren't saying anything, looking into each other's eyes. And Jason's not saying anything either. <laughs> True. But Gabby is really like carrying the conversation. Oh, and, and she's such a dork. And yeah. I mean, Jason seems comfortable with her doing that right. and like is feeding off of it. And it's like. He didn't seem as awkward as I thought he would, given that he seemed like a super quiet dude. Yeah. Um, but Rachel and Tino, it's like they're just wasting time until their next opportunity to kiss. Has it been enough time for us to kiss again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's raining. They're under their clear umbrellas. It's romantic. It's a nice little romantic Paris afternoon. Um, so they like stop at, you know, like a cafe or something and meet back together after their time uh, separate to you know chat about how things are going and so you know the girls you know one of them they do the like do you have to go to the bathroom let's go to the bathroom but then they don't go into the bathroom they like walk 10 feet inside and then are probably within earshot I don't know and then they're like chatting about how things are going but I don't know pretty standard one-on-one date stuff um like out and about in a European city I don't know I don't feel like there's anything like that super interesting no, I think that it just seems like they both maybe picked a safe choice for this date because things had been going so rocky. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Um, and it looks like that paid off. They seem pretty happy when they're checking in with each other. Um, and yeah. the night portion goes well. Yeah. We see Rachel and Tino in a church dining. Yeah, it feels weird. I don't know. That was my first impression. Was like, would it be weird to eat dinner in an empty church? I think so, Maybe. especially a super old European church. That's just like very fancy and sacred. Yeah. Um yeah. but it's got the it's dramatic and elegant like the bachelor loves. They know. didn't use the opportunity to talk about religion. No, but they talked about kids. Um, they talked about, you know, growing their family in the future if they were to get married um, or get together. And I think he was nervous that she wouldn't want that um, because he did. And, yeah, it, I don't know. It was a good conversation. They chatted about what that might look like a So bit. far, though, all of Rachel's conversations about the future and how people will support her in her job – they're all pretty one-sided. She doesn't ever talk about like what it looks like for her to succeed in her job, but to also um, support the career of whoever it is she's talking to at the time. Yeah. Um, well, that's not super surprising. No. <laughs> she's pretty self-centered. But um, it's just one of those important, mature things to discuss yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. in a serious relationship. FYI. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, yeah, this dinner in general goes well because Tino says the right things about supporting Rachel's career as a pilot. So the boxes are checked. Tino's cute. They've been kissing. Rose. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He gets the rose and she says that she thinks that she's going to fall in love with him. Um, You know, we love, I love joking about the, love joking about the, um, the different, the, the, uh, what is it? The, the scale of everything from I am have feelings for you to I love you and everything in between that they come up with creative ways of expressing their feelings. And I think that I'm going to fall in love. Uh, lots of steps there. Lots of steps in between. So, um, but we got the word love. So that's in there. Look out for Tino. Definitely. A front runner. I for think Rachel. he is her I think front that, runner. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back, back on the oh, <laughs> back on the ship. Uh, Gabby's guys are just lounging. They're enjoying the time, or maybe it's all the guys. I don't know. No, it's just it's just Gabby's guys that we see at first because there's a date card for them for the group date. So it's everyone except for um, except for Jason. And the date card, so it's uh, left right now. We have Nate, Kirk, Quincy, Eric, Michael, Mario, Spencer, and Johnny. Uh, And the date card says that love conquers all, but not without a fight. So, you know, as we see in the preview, uh, you know, we're getting ready for a boxing, a boxing date, uh, which are always fun. Uh, You never know what's going to happen with some of these guys. You know, if they're in their 30s, maybe they have like an injury. They can't fight like Ed um ed throwback uh, back to ed wow what, what a, a contestant <laughs> what a guy i feel like there was another i guess bennett had like a knee thing um yeah bennett never participated in the physical challenges yeah might 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 scratch his hands or something <laughs> get some calluses but uh yeah so we're gonna have that fight date and um but that's not even gonna be the highlight of the date it's not gonna be the main focus surprisingly um but that's to come still because we have gabby and jason's dinner i think kind of the thing that um was being talked about kind of over top of them having their date was the fact that jason is very reserved and quiet um maybe a little bit uncomfortable being on a reality tv show maybe not in his element there and so they kind of chat about that during dinner um you know, Jason talks about how he's a private person. Um, you know, even being in the situation probably isn't something that he normally would do. Uh, and he was pretty overwhelmed uh, initially uh, when he first came in. And I think I think Gabby, like, understood what that was like, having been a contestant herself. And they were able to kind of, you know, have a shared experience there and shared understanding of, of what that's like. Some yeah. major character development from him. Yeah. I he's mean, definitely, like, a mature well-adjusted person unlike just some people on the real show. i don't yeah. think he's trying to promote his instagram no. or become an no. influencer like he's nervous about the whole thing yeah. and also is very self-aware mm-hmm. and just shares so many really insightful thoughts about his own experience with therapy and mm-hmm. different concepts and exercises that have worked for him what was the um, term that they used was it reparenting yeah <laughs> doing inner child work oh that's right um and gabby relates to that with her for her it's because her mom mm. was not really present emotionally 
but for Jason, it's because he just had so so many insecurities as a child that he kind of held back with friends and stuff. And so his issue is kind of like not ever enjoying childhood or what it means yeah. to there's something Express about tennis. yourself as a child. There's something about tennis. Like, <laughs> did he want to play tennis, or he, he played tennis to, play tennis to prove himself? And then he, but then quit. he quit because he started to hate it. Mm. He wasn't in it for the right yeah. reasons. So I just love that, like, self awareness. To me, it shows that he, if anything, ever went um, awry with this process and his relationship with Gabby, he would not be afraid to step away. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he is not going to just try to fix something that's um, breaking his, like, personal character or, or something like that. So yeah. yeah, he's well-adjusted. He's a good guy. And I think Seems she like was it. surprised by him, too. Yeah, I think she likes him. Um, he gets the rose. She says, I don't want to just give you this rose. I want to give you the belief that this is going somewhere. So that's a you know big rose big rose there for jason doesn't have to go through the rose ceremony and has some additional words to go along with it um yeah it's time for gabby's group date this is really Uh, not gabby's group date this is a monologue oh my gosh by rachel recchia yeah so like they do the whole like what they always do they get the guys with some instructors they like learn some boxing stuff i guess it's some kind of special french boxing i don't know i'm impressed by these men dude they're so jacked athletic talent and all the way from the youngest guy to the oldest guy like they're all so muscular and just like can do one of those push-ups where you like completely push your body off the ground and your palms are like in the air for a second i cannot do that i can't i'm so impressed yeah they're you know they're showing off their muscles um but then it's time for the boxing pretty quickly there's not i mean there's maybe like a couple cute moments with nate that gabby shares but and there's probably others that we're not seeing but we're just not that's just kind of the biggest downfall this season is they're like giving us a taste of what their group dates were, but we're really not seeing meaningful like connections much of the time on these dates. Yeah. It never looks like anyone's relationship progresses if they're on a group date. Yeah. So, um, of course the Rachel's Rachel and her guys come in to watch it. They've got like, uh, they've got like a legit boxing ring situation set up on the cruise ship, which is pretty cool. Um, I guess that would be pretty entertaining uh, to be on a cruise to see some live fights. Um, I would do that if we wanted a cruise, go see go see a boxing match. Match, I guess. Um, but yeah, it seemed like I don't know if it was like producers and crew members, but it seemed like too many people for it to just be like the 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 crew of the show. Um, and or the crew of the ship maybe it's maybe it was the crew of the ship maybe you're right but it's like it seems like they could pretty easily have lots of other people there on the cruise ship also yeah, uh, in addition but sense. yeah there's there's a crowd um and uh a, a strategic setup conspiracy corner um of rachel sitting with gabby on one side of the ring and then all of rachel's guys observing from the opposite side of the ring Maybe some whispers in ears about how this is Gabby's date and how they just are there to be the audience and to have fun. Don't look at Gabby and Rachel, the producers say. 
and you know probably some whispers and hurriers about how they're not like it's just so hard to not be cynical about like this is surely like not totally like oh this just happened to go this way like there's certainly some machinations in the background to oh for sure make these situations happen and the crazy thing is like I don't know like I would think that like I don't blame like the guys who haven't been on the show before um for just kind of assuming that like what they're told or like not wanting to like do too much or like step out of line like you want to follow the rules you don't want to like I don't know you don't want to be like a jerk and try to do something you're not supposed to do um but I would think that for assuming they're being like their reactions to stuff is genuine you would think that the leads would have a little bit more understanding of how things go and not be so susceptible to the manipulation but they are um and that's probably you know part of what they're cast for is people that they know that they can like manipulate into making dramatic situations but it's such a departure from like what you like what I want this show to be which is like you know someone who you admire on your television screen like looking for love and maybe succeeding and building connections I mean this is like entertaining for sure it's just so (laughs) different from what my perception of the show used to be like Sean Lowe Sean Lowe didn't like I don't know like it's different yeah the golden age truly I've only ever seen Sean Lowe and then the next one I've seen after that was Peter's so (laughs) the start of the downfall of the bachelor (laughs) what a dummy but yeah so So, Rachel is pretty much just telling the camera over and over again how upset she is that her guys are not making any effort on Gabby's date to look at Rachel (laughs) or Mm -hmm. to go over to her or to make Gabby's date (laughs) about Rachel sorry the emphasis there is important I apologize for blowing out your eardrums um but you know because it's all about her complaining we don't see and even the entertaining parts of the date like not only do we not see any relationship building that's um meaningful happening but we like don't even really get to see the fights in their full glory because it's like Rachel three seconds of each fight yeah there were some speeches from like Nate and maybe Eric I don't know like the front runners gave some like speeches before they fought uh to Gabby about their feelings for her and Rachel's like why aren't my guys giving me speeches it's like they're not gonna get up there on Gabby's day it's yeah and you know it's you can't be too mad because it's like you want to have your own season like when you're the lead you don't want to have to like share it with someone else uh and that's kind of what they're going through and you know I just don't think that Rachel in particular is handling it very well (laughs) no but she's not built for that but again it's like they are giving her so many more privileges than Gabby I mean if we again think back to the luxuriousness of her date their day one-on-ones were quite similar but then Rachel gets to have dinner in this old historic church cathedral really and Gabby is in this like 
it looks like a hotel ballroom type thing. You can the see typical, the, yeah, you can the, see the Eiffel setting. Tower in the background, which is super nice. But still, I'm sure it costs less than renting out a whole cathedral. And yeah. then Rachel gets to attend Gabby's group date, but Gabby wasn't on Rachel's group date. Uh, oh, uh, I would say that, that turned out better for Gabby, <laughs> <laughs> considering how Rachel's group date went. Yeah, but it's that just... That was a plus for Gabby. You you don't want to have to go to that group No, date. but it's like this season is really, in my opinion, showing favoritism to Rachel, and she's yeah. still unhappy. Yeah, I mean, I think it seems pretty clear to me that Gabby is way more likely to, like, stick with, like, something like a relationship that Gabby gets out of the season, I think is more likely to stick than Rachel. She just seems more mature and in some ways, um, and just, I think it's more likely that she'll find someone long-term and Rachel, you know, even if she, if she does end up with someone and doesn't end up quitting, uh, it seems to me like she, it won't last just because of the character that I'm seeing. Which is ironic because I think a lot of people would have predicted the opposite. Oh yeah. Like during Clayton season, we thought that like, we thought that Gabby was a total bimbo. Like, I don't know if that's the right word, but we just thought she was like kind of dumb and like she's funny, but just like didn't seem super, but she, I think she is really bright. I think she's just like super bright I think and that very she, emotionally intelligent. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so by the way, there was like a boxing match and they awarded <laughs> a belt. Uh, there's several boxing matchups and they awarded a belt to, to Spencer, which I'm, did I say last episode that I was hoping to see more Spencer? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was thinking that, but uh, glad to see Spencer getting some dues. Um, and so she gives him, you know, the big the big winner belt, and he gets some more time with a chance for a rose. So this isn't just like, oh, all the guys get some evening time. Like, she's picking out someone for like a quasi one-on-one opportunity for a rose. I don't think that he would go home if he didn't get the rose, but... Um, which is maybe even better than a one-on-one. Um, but yeah, they they chat about um, how he was in the military and how Gabby's dad was in the military, and they just kind of have a shared connection with that, um, you know, standard chat where they, you know, are making connections. So, and uh, he gets the rose, and, you know, <laughs> that we didn't get a lot from Gabby's group date from that segment because it all ended up mostly being about Rachel. Um, and she doesn't let it go even afterwards. No, she's fuming. She's mad. She goes in and is crying and goes in front of all of her guys as they're sitting on a couch and just kind of speaks pretty cryptically about how she's just so disappointed about how things went and nobody looked at her and all this stuff and just doesn't really like give them any specific direction for what they can do better in the future. She's just complaining about how they're not putting in effort and that she didn't like enjoy Gabby's date. (laughs) And so, you know, she walks away and the guys kind of seem shocked and confused. I mean, some of them say things like, ah, man, we messed up, blah, blah, blah. But it's not a super shared sentiment. I really do think a lot of them are thinking in their head, oh my gosh, right. like, do I want to deal with this for a lifetime? I went back and like watched this because it was such an interesting scene. Um, Logan's face, they cut to it a few times. 
uh he just like his mouth was just like open and his like eyes like he just was like I think a mix of just like completely surprised and also like thinking oh man like I am I think he was already realizing that he wanted to switch to Gabby um which you know coming up but uh I think this probably helps solidify it that she's just so that Rachel is just so insecure and just has no tolerance for anything not going her way and makes like it's one thing yeah if she does that after you know they have a you know a little slumber party sleepover and none of the guys like pay attention to her <laughs> um and are just thrown out with each other but it's like not it's not your date it's not your date and yeah. they're there to be an audience and you know I've never seen live live boxing, but I imagine that if you go see live boxing, like, and you got front row seats and you're right there, you're going to get kind of engrossed by that and probably maybe even forget to look at this girl that you've known for two weeks and have talked to a few times. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that you also don't know what you can and can't do because it's not your date. Right. And And production knows that and they use it to the for the drama of the show right and so you know Rachel keeps complaining that she's worried everyone's gonna switch to Gabby's side but she's she's not she is not um necessarily doing herself any favors by trying to win over guys either yeah oh man well the I guess next day or whatever it is maybe it's a couple days but are they they're back on land it seems or were they still on the cruise ship? I couldn't... I don't remember. I think they're still on the cruise ship, actually. No, they do... No, they were outside. Yeah, they go yeah. to a French castle type okay. thing. And so this is in, like, a coastal town in France where right. they're docked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, yeah, they, like, walk into this house or this building, and there's this, like, middle-aged couple making out on the couch. Not good form, in my opinion. Well, and they're French. I don't know. Old people. Who knows? It did really bring me back to the YouTube videos of Wing Girls. Oh How to gosh. French kiss. Oh, man. You know, got to prepare for the wedding. Uh, <laughs> or dating. I don't know. Who who, who knows? It couldn't be us. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, Rachel. Oh, but first, Rachel, like, leads off the date, reiter- reiterating her concern. You know, they, of course, like, show up, like, totally enthused high energy big smiles lots big hugs whatever you know they're they they got the message um but then they walk into this room and there's this couple like making out and it goes on for like way uncomfortably long like maybe several minutes after they walk into the room they spend more time on this episode showing us that couple making out than they did gabby's entire group (laughs) date (laughs) oh my gosh you're probably right um yeah, it shows you their priorities. It seems like they need to rethink how they're doing things over at ABC. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be a learning romance date, practicing romance. But first it's like flirting that they have to do, which they all just like dance with her. Um, one of the guys, was it, I think it was um, Jordan. He like whispers like can I kiss you like right away and she's like no <laughs> it was just like so it was bad she These seemed guys very didn't have any awkward game. and she just like wasn't into it because I think she's still upset and so she's right. not letting herself just like 
relax and yeah be vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah and these guys like have no game at all and maybe it's because of the situation and like i wouldn't have game but they're like, stepping it seems on like egg or they're walking on eggshells right because yeah. she is just so sensitive right yeah ethan i think is the one that gets the most creative he does some kind of i don't know if it's like a sex panther situation that is where he's what like crawling called it on all fours yeah um you know doing that and that like at least seemed like a better attempt than all the guys just kind of like immediately dancing with her um but then they practice french kissing their hands another holdover from the wing girls youtube video lol but which is just kind of weird um to like that they're doing that and not like getting a chance to like kiss rachel and this is all of course like extra weird because there's all these other guys around um and then, you know, the classic romance, uh, you know, gotta, gotta sniff out those pheromones. And so they all take off their shirts and, uh, Rachel's blindfolded and she sniff or is she blindfolded? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. And she like has to sniff their armpits. I want to see an overall ranking of Ooh. smell. Well, we know who's last. Meatballs clearly last. She was not about meatballs. Armpit. Does he constantly smell like tomato sauce faintly? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe his. Or maybe meat he sweats, has some, some beef. Probably he oh. maybe has. Uh, maybe he's got some marinara, uh, deodorant. That's a red red deodorant. Gross. Um, but yeah, and then they do these love letters, which are definitely like the least weird part of it and tyler had his prepared from last night since yeah, the producers tyler, told tyler him tip. what the date was gonna be tyler like. got a tip to to help push him along in her rankings um and yeah rachel of course is feeling better you know something goes decently so she feels better about it and but it's her date so you know makes sense yeah. Or the guys would pay attention to you on your date. Maybe just wait until it's your turn. What a novel concept. <laughs> right. But of course, can't let her be happy for too long because now we're getting the rumblings of Logan. I think he said, you know, I, I'm like leaving this group date and I'm just thinking about Gabby every time that because they're like having them be together uh, and not keeping them separate. He has a chance to see Gabby and maybe think that she looks cuter in this situation, like at the boxing match or something, and is questioning his uh, questioning his loyalties to Rachel. Hopefully it's not just about her look, especially on a certain day. Well, that's no, you know him. what I mean. But he's like had opportunities to, to see what he can't have. And that's like a thing. I don't know. But I'm sure he's also just like thinking about like, oh, actually, I'm not really feeling it with Rachel anymore. And I think that might... I had better potential with Gabby. So anyway, he is starting off that, uh, you know, talking about that. Um, and this is, you know, going to be like the story of next episode, of course. Um, as we'll see, he does not get a chance to to do this, to have any conversations about this uh, in this episode. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a time can't can't have her can't have the lead be too happy for too long no especially when it's so easy to make her mad (laughs) yeah she's just you know she's got such a short fuse but we get we get that um and then a a commercial break which we don't usually talk about but this one is 
ABC has strike strick stricken striked again. Struck. ABC struck again with the casting ad. Um, you know Jesse Palmer saying, "Let's be honest, your mom is a terrible matchmaker. Apply for the Bachelor." Um, so they're really Jesse is really mixing it up, bringing some innovation to these casting ads. Uh, you know the classic Chris Harrison. Are you or someone you know? Uh, looking for love, you know, whatever that used to be. Um, you know, we don't get the one. We haven't seen the one about the seniors recently, but maybe they've already cast uh, Grandpa John's yeah, season done. of Senior Over. Bachelor. Um, maybe they found all their seniors over the last two years. Um, but yeah, Tyler, uh, there's there's some suspense. We don't know who gets the nighttime. They're they're really playing with that a little bit this season. There was some of that in the rose ceremony too, where they're not we're not seeing like the offer we're just seeing the person walking in we're wondering who it is so tyler's the one who gets the that nighttime that coveted nighttime portion um with rachel and he, he talks about his past experiences with, with rejection having you know gone all in with his previous girl um i think he was maybe even engaged i don't remember if that's what he said or he was close to getting engaged he'd like bought a house yeah for them to live in and then she like left him um, but he is saying all the right things. He's, you know, ready to, to love someone really hard. I think that was what they're saying. Like we love, I love super hard and, and cooking clean for Rachel while yeah, she flies he knows, around. Yeah. He knows all the things to say. Keep, 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 take care of the house while you're gone. But I feel like he's more sincere than yeah, anyone think, so far. Yeah, like <laughs> I think he totally would do he that. He reminds yeah. me of you. <laughs> <laughs> he is yeah. ready to be a trophy husband. Yeah. But Zeke, you're so much more than that. Am I? And don't you forget it. I'm okay with just being a trophy husband. You're more in my mind. But yeah, Logan steals away uh, to have a chat with Jesse about what he's thinking about, which is wanting to go back to Gabby and switch switch over. Um, and, and Jesse kind of insinuates that this is not allowed. But Logan... <laughs> There's no rules. But, well, but kind of what he's saying is, like, you already made the choice. Right. He, he doesn't give him a clear yes or no, but he's kind of, like, try, I, trying to lead him towards sticking it out with Rachel or going home, you know? Yeah. But Logan just asserts dominance and ends the conversation by saying, I've got to talk to Gabby first. <laughs> Right, and he, you know, and he like, wants okay. to, yeah, he wants to talk to Gabby and see if there's even a shot with her. Otherwise, he'll probably, I, I assume, just self-eliminate, not accept a rose, maybe from Rachel, regardless. Um, but so we'll have to see. So he's, you know, hoping to get some time to chat with Gabby uh, during the cocktail party. So we all know what that means. But yeah, so Tyler gets the rose from Rachel. Um, and they had for some nice hot tub time. Did they make the Bachelor hot tub on the Virgin cruise ship? No, <laughs> I think they just had a suite with a hot tub. Oh, so they said goodbye to our old trusted Well, friend. no, I'm sure we'll see it in the future. They just don't, you know, fly it to France. <laughs> what? Ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so then there's the cocktail party. Um, the girls are have this funny conversation at least i thought it was kind of funny about how they miss each other every day um but we like have seen them together on like every segment 
yeah, they've seen each other very recently, first of all. Second of all, they always, like, in their heart of hearts, don't like when they're together because they're insecure about seeing the other's relationships and worried that their relationships want to be with the other person and so it's like you say you miss each other but I think you see each other enough and I actually don't know if you really want to have each other together because of all that comes with it yeah they miss the friendship which makes sense you know they're buds but yeah so you know front runner Nate um Nate and Gabby kind of catch up on on how they how they're doing um and a kiss i don't know not like a lot there but then the big uh the big story of the cocktail party uh, occurs and it's rambo which is not a sylvester stallone character wielding a gun uh that's about the extent of what i know about rambo uh (laughs) on the big screen but hayden is looking to, he's got something that's going to take the relationship to the next level. It's some emotional manipulation. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but he's got a full photo album, not just a picture, but like a full photo album book of his, of his dog, alleged dog. We don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know you're if right, his dog is right. real. I don't, alleged I don't, dog. I didn't know if any of the pictures had Hayden in them, but if not, suspicious truly gotta look for some watermarks or something but uh he tells the whole story about his dog rambo how much he loves his dog but rambo has a brain tumor his like skull has caved in or something don't know how that works um he needs aqua therapy (laughs) uh perhaps um you know you know how i feel about that but We'll have to see if we can afford it in the future if we need vet care, <laughs> extensive veterinary care for a dog. Otherwise, there's more dogs. Um, anyway, I know. I know. But he he kind of, he talks about like, and Rambo's only got like maybe a couple more months left. But the fact that I'm here, that tells you how serious I am, is that my dog is dying. And instead of being with my dog, well, my dog dies. I'm here uh, talking about how uh, you guys are rough around the edges and B words. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like supposedly serious. This seems just so fake to me. I'm not saying that Rambo's not dying. Rest in it peace. It could be. No. Yeah. But he does not seem like he actually cares for either of them or wants to be here. And so, if you really love your dog that much, then at this point, like, self-eliminate because you don't like the girls. Or, like, don't come on at all. Yeah. I feel like we went through that with, well, except for kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, we loved Michael on Katie's season, but he ended up self-eliminating because he couldn't, like, handle being away from his son or he there were producers back home or someone whispering things in his sunny ear about how his daddy doesn't love him anymore because he's been gone oh my gosh that was the worst i was so mad when that happened because michael Can was you great imagine if a producer flies out to his personal home hey, let me tell you to me i think maybe your dad doesn't love you you should ask somebody's uh, whispering in rambo's ear rambo you need, die. To, get, you need to get a brain tumor 
Um, ah, I, I'm so sorry, Rambo. I love you. If you're I, real. I do believe in dog heaven. So. We'll see. Um, Hopefully there'll be dogs in the new heaven and the new earth. Who knows? So, anyway. Rachel, honestly, is so bad at acting. I can tell she just doesn't really care that much about this story that Hayden's telling. Right. And it's kind of evidenced by when Tino shows up, the actual, her actual love interest, <laughs> uh, you know, because who knows how long Hayden has been back there with Rachel thumbing through the pages <laughs> of his photo album. Uh, Tino comes in, he's like, Hey, can I steal Rachel? And Rachel's just like, yep, you can. Uh, yes, please. Um, and so she does ask Hayden if he's okay. And yeah, so and he's like, yeah, yeah, of it's course. It's not like she like turns her back on him and just no. is like, bye. But it is, it is quite rushed for supposedly the severity of the situation. Right. Which just like tells you all you need to know about like how much she's into it. And yeah. he's then super pissed about this because he thought that she should have, you know, been inclined to, hold Tino off for a little bit so they could finish their conversation. This is But the dude, f- just read the signs. Yes. I think this is the first time though that Hayden's um a- like anger is somewhat justified. He goes too far. He gets like super annoyed about it when like and and, and t- tells like, wines to their guys Yeah, about he it, tells yeah. everyone that she like just completely cut him off and stuff which she didn't do so he's like exaggerating and making it worse than it was um but that combined with everything else that he's done that's nefarious it's like I don't really feel bad that maybe there's a little bit of truth in like Rachel being slightly insensitive but really not that yeah bad so uh yeah so Hayden's complaining (laughs) And um, Meatball, this is like the upteenth time that Meatball has overheard. The what? Upteenth. It's a thing. It's a phrase when it's like the however many time, the upteenth. You're missing a letter. Upteenth. Umpteenth. Umpteenth? Yes. Que horror. Umpteenth time. I like upteenth. Yes, but it's umpteenth umpteenth <laughs> um umpteenth time Does umpteenth <laughs> what you can't hear i don't think you can hear it'll be funny if you can i was playing umpteenth pronunciation from google so it was coming through our headphones anyway meatball has always been around when hayden's been complaining yeah i think that maybe Hayden thinks Meatball is one of his friends when he's really not. Maybe. Meatball's, he's not your friend, Hayden. (laughs) No. He doesn't like you. And so Meatball takes um, a piping hot plate of spaghetti to, metaphorically. Some spaghetti tea. Yes. (laughs) Steep in those noodles. Some spaghetti (laughs) to Rachel about <laughs> Hayden and is like hey he here's all of these nasty things that he's said about you and Gabby right he's just so negative which the fact that he gets time with her and then immediately goes into that tells you that he knows and that he's not a contender at all uh because like or he's just dumb like 
And I think it's the former. I don't think he's dumb at all. I think that he just realizes that, like, you know, this is my role here now. He's been commissioned to be a spy. Right. And that's his job. Like, because, you know, and this is, but, like, but you see this in other seasons where guys, like, when, and this always happens. This is, like, it's so predictable. Um, But you get these guys that end up telling. And, you know, I think in the last couple seasons, they started making it a lot farther um, because the leads are much more trusting of the information that they get. Um, and it's usually correct. Like you're not getting like people lying or like, it's not like complicated. Usually it's like something happens. They tell them the lead believes them. They send the person home. Like that's been much more like of a straight line and clear cut situations in the last couple seasons. But for the guys that like are, there's guys who are like sort of contenders who have done this in the last couple season or girls and, like, you'd think that you'd want to, like, lead off, like, because they end up wasting time on this. Not, it's not a waste, but they're, it's to the detriment of everyone else's and then even their own because yeah. they're not using the time that they have to, like, at least be like, yeah, like, catch up a little bit, like, build some connection and be like, hey, there's also this other thing that's been on my mind, which, you know, I think that has happened in the past when we've had more time to, like, let those conversations breathe a little bit during cocktail parties and stuff, but... Yeah, they're just, Meatball, you know, he just goes right at it. You know, I think gets that straight to the point. maybe the reason they do it is because they're so uncertain if they'll have a rose. And so if there's one more rose available because this That's bad true. guy, who is a legitimate bad guy, goes home with the information that you give them, then like maybe you'll stay. And so that's like one potential strategy of why you would do that. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so Rachel believes Meatball, goes to confront Hayden, <laughs> asks Hayden if he knows why she's talking to him. Which, to his credit, why would he? Why would he know? Right. He doesn't know that he's been snitched on. Also, he doesn't <laughs> think that anything he said is bad, I'm sure. Probably not, yeah. And so he's like, oh, about Rambo. Yeah, probably about my dog and about how you didn't give me enough time and how you were rude to me. And then Rachel <laughs> just cannot act. She's like... Her eyes widen. She's like, you She's think like, I'm talking about the dog? The dog? As <laughs> if. Like, the dog? No. This no. is about me. And she just, yeah, she just cannot save face. And so, you know, he just denies, denies, denies everything that she brings up um, him saying and there's really just nowhere to go from here because yeah. she believes Meatball. So it it doesn't matter if he would have admitted to it or just lied like he did because she's going to send him home anyway. She yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, I think, yeah. And kind of like with what I was saying before, like you get these much more sh- clear cut. I wonder if it, like we've, I think in the last couple of seasons have noticed the contestants being much more like self-aware of how the show works. And then, you know, obviously sometimes making decisions that don't make sense if you've ever watched the show. Um, But you almost think that like the leads are more aware of how things go. And in the last few seasons, you've had these people like snitching on, on what people have been saying uh, just around the house. And so I wonder if like these leads now are more inclined to just be like, Oh yeah, like when that happened two seasons ago, like it ended up being totally true and I didn't even like get the half of it or like hear the worst parts of it. 
And so they're just like, there's not even like a explain yourself. It's just like, a, oh, hey, I heard this about you. You're dead. Like, yeah. you're gone. <laughs> they don't want what happened on Hannah Brown's season where a real villain made it into the top four. So Right. But it's like, there's something about that villain. I mean, going back to Sean Lowe's season, I mean, there was like a villain. And it's compelling when the lead really likes them. And just doesn't see any of their behavior. And it can fester for like four or five episodes. Like she made it to like top eight maybe. Well, I feel Sean like it's impossible, especially this season. Because you've got all the guys that have an incentive to snitch. And then you've got an additional lead who could potentially be observing things. Or be on the receiving right. end of some drama like was the case with. Hayden and Gabby and so there's just nowhere to hide in this particular season yeah so um it's a weird it's a weird exit from Hayden you know he's pretty funny though he's talking about uh how this ultimately is great you know he gets to go back to his dog he gets to go back to Rambo and you know he hopes that Rachel can find someone who loves her unconditionally the way that Rambo loves him and no one no one has ever known a love like the love that he and Rambo have. So I just icky. hope that he can love another dog because Rambo is terminal. Yeah, hopefully. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um Rachel can't face a single setback without just spiraling. Um you would think that you would think that she would get, like, a sense of, like, relief of, like, okay, like, I got rid of one of these guys. Narrowed it down a little bit more. There was this, there was a bad apple in the house. We, my, my spy was effective. Right. And Hayden off. being crappy doesn't mean anything about who the other guys are. Right. But it just magnifies her insecurity. I just think that she's not cut out for this. But also, it wasn't role. it wasn't new news. She knew that he was a That's little true. bit sketchy, yeah. and so I don't know why this sets her off so much to where she has to cancel the rest of the cocktail party. But here's the real tea: is because she decides to cancel her like cocktail party. I assume that that means all of the cocktail parties stop at that point because mm-hmm. they have to give out roses at the same time and do their deliberation at the same time or whatever so i'm pretty sure that gabby's guys all lose out too because of rachel's decision yeah i would say that this is the umpteenth (laughs) cocktail party that's been canceled on the bachelor it just happens so often we should just not count on that being a thing oh no i never do any future cast members should not count on that being a thing you You gotta get in to work it during the week yeah i want to see him jockeying for position uh you know boxing out to get that time early on before before some tea is spilled before some information is shared i just think it's so funny i received some information It's it's so passive. It's like someone told me something about what you said. But no, it's information. Um, but yeah, cocktail parties canceled. Some of the guys didn't get time. Of course, most notably, Logan, who was going to uh, maybe self-eliminate, maybe switch teams if he could, uh, which is kind of a big deal because it kind of sets up a rose ceremony with a big question mark about what's going to happen with Logan, um, which we've seen in the past, uh, contestants pulling leads uh during the rose ceremony i'm trying to think someone did it like 
maybe in Peter season a couple times that happened. Maddie um, did it. Yeah, Maddie did it during Peter season. And I feel like it happened earlier on to someone like, um, I think there was, there was a redhead maybe that pulled him. I don't know. Anyway, uh, not important. Um, let's just go straight into the rose ceremony and announce the roses. So Tyler, Tino, Jason, and Spencer already have roses. Tyler and Tino from Rachel, Jason and Spencer from Gabby. And Gabby goes first. So hers, and these are like also probably in order again. Um, so Gabby gives her first one to Nate and then Rachel to Avon. Then Gabby to Eric, Rachel to Meatball. <laughs> so maybe not in order. Good work, my little Meatball. <laughs> right. Got to reward, got to reward the, uh, the snitch. Uh, then Gabby to Johnny, then Rachel to Zach, uh, Gabby to Michael, Rachel to Ethan, Ethan's still sticking around, Gabby to Mario, and then Rachel to Logan, and Logan accepts the rose. He, I think, admits right after that uh, he knows that this maybe he feels kind of like he's being a bad guy, being kind of selfish, accepting this rose, but... He basically is going all in on anything that will give me another chance to have this conversation with Gabby and maybe jump ship. <laughs> what and, would you do? Yeah. Would you try to have the conversation before the rose ceremony, even oh, if it you, meant you, having to interrupt it? You got to have that conversation. Yeah. I think it's just going to be so much worse for him having completed the rose ceremony and accepted another rose from Rachel. Oh, because for sure. Yeah. She's going to be like, that rose was full of lies. Right. Oh, and um, she, when she gives him the rose, she like hugs him and like whispers like, I'm so sorry. Like, so sorry that we didn't like get time to talk. Like, I promise we'll, we'll get time this next week. Because I think she's really into him because yeah, he's probably. flirty and easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he kind of seems like like I think to her she's like oh I've got Logan in my pocket and so she's been giving one-on-ones to these other guys that are also like Mm. top in her mind but that she hasn't been as like connected to uh as easily from the beginning but Logan has been like a major flirt and charmer from day one and so it's like yeah and I know Logan will still like me so I'll give him like the fourth or fifth one-on-one I don't know I feel like that's what's running through her mind uh, especially since she said that when she hugged him, like, oh, we'll talk next week. Um, and little does she know, Logan doesn't like her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going into next episode, the setup is Rachel's guys saying, all right, guys, we just got to go a week. We just got to avoid upsetting her for just one week. We got to have this good week. We got to do everything we can. Don't upset Rachel. How sad is that? <laughs> and, I have and never. And Logan is just... <laughs> oops <laughs> i have know. literally never heard a group of contestants say something like that like they're so worried about the lead's feelings and what might set them off uh yeah. that they like wouldn't that be a turnoff for these guys I like i think so oh man guys nobody do anything like we just don't know what's gonna set her off like that's no way to live. Yeah, it's just not a healthy environment for, like, building relationships. Like, obviously, don't be awful people. Like, don't be awful people in general to anyone. But I think it's, like, not just that here. It's that, you know, they they just don't know if even something that they do innocently will be seen as something awful because she's so sensitive. Like, 
I think it's more than just them being bad guys because I really don't I don't think they are so right no they're not bad guys I just think that she's bad girl no no, no. she's not bad. She's she not just bad. isn't handling she's this just, I don't just don't think she's cut out for this well and yeah. who knows what it would look like if it was just her the whole time I don't I don't know I mean she wasn't one of my favorites on Clayton season so I just kind of have a bias perspective I don't know right uh so my final impression rose uh I'm gonna say that I'm excited for the chaos of next week and Logan the Logan probably becoming maybe a villain I don't know what's gonna happen it seems like he's going to be allowed to to join Gabby's guys or at least unless it's one of these things where like there's a preview of him like sitting down with all of Gabby's guys and they're just like what's going on maybe it's one of these things where he like sits down with them and then like goes home like five seconds later (laughs) uh and they tease it they tease and it's you know it doesn't pay off what they tease uh but I think it might you know who knows and I hope so and I think it would be awesome if Logan defects and that sends Rachel over the edge and she quits or just like runs away with someone like she should just take Tino and run away she'd be like screw it I like Tino uh this isn't worth it anymore Tino you want to go leave with me I don't think she will I think she wants um more attention and she wants the full experience um but I do my final rose is that next week and this Logan drama may be the thing that starts at least a temporary rift between Rachel and Gabby. Yeah, because if Gabby takes him and it's going to be seen, Rachel's going to perceive that as her, like, contributing to and, like, abetting the guys rejecting her. Yeah, that'll be good. I think it'll be, it'll make for good drama. Uh, It will not contribute to them building relationships and And actually finding people. Another hypocritical thing because when Rachel gave Hayden a rose after he insulted Gabby, Gabby didn't like let that drag down her friendship with Rachel. But if Gabby takes Logan, Rachel is going to be mad. Like she just doesn't have the same, um, you know, maturity. No, she doesn't. And grace for Gabby as Gabby has for her. True. So we will see. Let us know what your predictions are and what next week is going to look like. I think it can really be another turning point. Honestly, it seems like every episode this season is a major turning point. Um, but thanks for listening. This has been In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. <laughs>